The following program is a presentation of Jazz Sports. Greetings, football fans. Welcome to Two Minute Warning. This is the high-paced American football podcast in which the time is in short supply, but the opinions are not. Uh, I think feel like I'm getting even faster saying that every week. I'm just like... And then we uh, we get into the show. I'm Jez. That's Matt. Welcome aboard. How are you doing, Matt? I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, it it seems faster and faster. But you know, after 105 episodes, almost 100 together, Jazz, mm. you think we'd be able to introduce the show, uh, especially you, because you've done it for over 100 episodes now. Uh, That's in, true in various forms. But what I discovered uh, as I've been putting up classic episodes of Two Minute Warning on the uh, Jazz Sports YouTube channel is that um, we we haven't always said that. I don't know when we started saying it, but it like when when we first started, we were like two minutes at a time and all that kind of stuff, and and just talked generally about the format. And now yep. th- that's become a our opening catchphrase and it, just... it has it has and what a catchphrase i mean i get people coming up to me and go but the opinions are not and i get that in work <laughs> all the time and it gets thrown back at me because i throw things at student not not physical things you know but i throw comments at students and they go but your opinions are not um which is great um it's it's cool um yeah 105 uh we're almost at our hundredth episode we're well past the show's hundredth um it's 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 a good time to be alive it's a good time for football it's been a crazy crazy week um yeah how are you it's 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 like i said crazy week yeah i'm all right and busy as usual and just no time to to breathe so it's a good job it's the nfl off season really because uh (laughs) i'm not sure how i would have time to watch you know a triple header of football on a sunday uh I did find time to to manage to watch all of last weekend's XFL games, even though none of them were on, on at decent times. But uh, I set my DVR, and it worked for all four games, which has like never happened before. So Excellent. I managed to watch all four. It was incredible. Excellent. Yeah, yeah I, some, I'm really. I've just been really impressed. I mean, we're into week six of the XFL now. Um, and it just seems to have flown by. We're we're past the going past the mid season point now because I think what is the like ten games? We are literally like at mid season now. Mid season because, because uh, there are ten weeks, um, and yeah, so the end of week five is halfway. Yeah, uh, there are five weeks left. So yeah, we are yes, exactly it's, halfway. It's just flown by, and and and, and what an XFL it has been. Um, but we we're not going to talk XFL to start the show, are we, Jez? I mean, no. we 
we we're literally going to start the show with some NFL stuff because we're going to start talking sort of the looking towards draft. Um, obviously, we're going to talk week six preview of the XFL. Things have happened. Uh, a lot of things have happened. People, if you're on social media, check out what's happening in the NFL right now. A lot is going off. Players are going everywhere. We start looking forward to where we're going to rank people in in the draft. But we do start with the question today with our first conversation. And it's who will the Panthers, yes, the Panthers have the number one overall draft pick from your Chicago Bears because the Chicago Bears traded down. Rob them. Some, rob them, absolutely rob them. <laughs> we, 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 we've said it a couple of weeks back. The Bears have done excellent business. But yes, with the Panthers being first um, overall, almost certainly a quarterback has to go. There's a couple up there, Jez, but which one do you think? I think I've got a little bit of a different opinion, which is cool. But who do you think is going to go in our first two minutes of episode 105? Let's go, Jez. Well, to me, it's a very obvious answer when you think about the kind of uh, head coach that frank reich is frank reich is the new head coach in in carolina if you didn't know formerly the uh, indianapolis colts head coach but uh, he got fired for believing in carson wentz and uh, matt ryan respectively um yeah when you think about the kind of coach he is and i don't mean terrible uh, you have to look at the kinds of quarterbacks he favors he likes quarterbacks like himself he was once a, a quarterback in the league, tall. And while I can appreciate height, being a tall person myself, it's not the be-all and end-all of quarterbacks, but that's what he likes. So when you think about height, CJ Stroud jumps out at me because uh, he's got the height and he's got the skills to mm-hmm. boot. Not only that, when they met uh, with uh, the main quarterbacks that are, are going to go in the early part of this draft, um they were each impressed with each other. Stroud was impressed with the Panthers and the Panthers were impressed with Stroud. So I think something drastic would have to happen to dissuade Carolina from taking CJ Stroud first overall. Yeah, and CJ Stroud is one of those top three names and we will get on to the the top three in a little while. Um, And and it's a great call, Um, but you, I'm start, I've started to look at the, the mock drafts that are coming out, and Bryce Young out of Alabama is another name. He's a, very much a scout's favourite, um, coming up at number one overall out of the um, the draft. Um, a generational talent, they're calling him, but I guess it's a case of we will see. Um, if he ends up in, in Carolina at the Panthers, do they really have a generational talent type team there? Um, they need a good new quarterback. Don't get me wrong. The potential is here in either name. Fantastic choices, both of them. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I think Bryce Young is the better quarterback of the two. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, that doesn't mean I don't think that they will, will go with CJ Stroud. It's the, You don't always pick the best guy in the NFL. Um, no. No, for whatever reason your your scouts feel differently, or you're stupid, or you know any <laughs> litany of reasons. But yeah, yeah, we 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 won't get onto better quarterbacks out of a draft because coming out of the draft a couple of years ago, the best quarterback was Mac Jones. We're not going to go down that road. Best at eating burgers? Is that what you mean? 
Um, well, yeah, he put up 50 a couple of times, right? <laughs> best at having a guy who looks exactly like him come in and outperform him. Is that what you mean? Great to have a clone. Yeah. Well, it's not a clone because this clone was better than him. It was... <laughs> It's more like yeah, yeah, an, an android or something. I think that's what Bailey Zappy yeah. is. He sounds like an android <laughs> with a name like Bailey <laughs> Zappy. Anyway, uh, sticking on the quarterback conversation and uh, staying with the draft as well, just a general question, you know. Mm. How many quarterbacks do you think will be taken in the first 10 picks in the top 10 of the 2023 NFL draft? It's an interesting question. Two minutes. Mm. Yeah, it, it's a very interesting question because we, we've been kind of spoilt the last couple of seasons, well, three seasons that, that we've done it, Jez. Um, maybe even more from what I'm trying to remember. Anyway, yes, I've got two or three at the very tops going. Um, CJ Stroud, as you've mentioned, Bryce Young, I mentioned. Um, but the question that hovers over Will Lewis out of Kentucky is another question. All three of those are in order. Like I said, Stroud, Young and Lewis are the scouts' top three. Um, This is one of those years where the QB class is weaker than we have seen the last couple of years. And I guess they have to go in that top sort of top 10 if they don't they fall down that pecking order like i said two or three tops jez i'm just gonna correct you it's actually levis not lewis he's not he's not welsh but he's uh uh, (laughs) don't know where he's from university of kentucky isn't it uh i think four are gonna go uh personally four won't necessarily deserve to go early in the draft but i think there are some qb needy teams that are just desperate and I think that they think a little bit too highly of some of the, the weaker prospects. Stroud and Young will go top two, that is for sure. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Anthony Richardson, <laughs> who we haven't mentioned yet today. I, yeah. I don't rate him that highly personally, but uh, I know that there is a lot of attention on him at the moment. And then Will Levis will follow fairly shortly after that. And you've got the Panthers, the Texans, the Colts in the top four that need QBs. And you've got teams that are probably willing to trade up and get QBs, like the Bucks, uh, the Seahawks are there or thereabouts, or could trade up, uh, and the Jets if they don't manage to get Aaron Rodgers. So I, I think we're going to see four go in the top ten. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be low numbers, isn't it? I mean, we we've seen a couple of years back that you know we we had quite a high number of quarterbacks coming out of of, of that year's class um, going very highly um and i only said lewis because well swansea hammerheads qb1 is ashley lewis uh not will lewis or levis as it is um however <clears throat> that's enough of quarterbacks i've had enough of quarterback chat um because i'm sick of aaron Rodgers. um that's just my opinion um we um we however now shift to the running back position great position to have if you got the legs right um in the last four years the earliest a running back has been taken in the draft is at number 24 uh, which happened all the way back in 2019 and funnily enough 2021 
both kind of COVID years for the league. I guess what we we really need to get the crux of Jez is a lot of news is going flying around on social media in regards to running backs going early. Will we see a running back taken earlier this year? What do you reckon? Do you know? I think we might. Like, I know that the league doesn't necessarily rate <clears throat> running backs anymore in the way that they used to, but you've got a guy like uh, Bijan Robinson, who I definitely think will be the first mm-hmm. to come off the board. Uh, when you think about running backs, people are looking at him as a generational talent at running back in the same way that they looked at uh, someone the likes of Saquon Barkley. Now, Saquon Barkley was the the last person to buck this trend. He was taken second overall in 2018. Um, And you also look at then the teams that are looking for a running back, are running back needy. You've got the Eagles at 10, you've got the Patriots Mm -hmm. at 14, you've got the Lions at 18. All of those are earlier than 24, if you can, can do maths. And I'm also wondering if Robinson is still there if the temptation is too great for my Chicago Bears at nine, we mm. let David Montgomery out the door. You know, we can put anyone in that position really, and it works. But why not have top talent next to Justin Fields in Bijan Robinson? It might be too tempting. So yeah, I do think it's going to be earlier than twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. You you've hit the nail on the head with with positions. Um, uh, yeah, Patriots are have have sort of talked up the potential of, of taking a running back early in the first day, like you said, at 14. Um, similar with the Buccaneers, they are just wrecked and rebuilding after the Brady era and, and that tearing their building down. Uh, Bijan Robinson out of Texas, 446 on his 40, fast guy. Uh, Jamir Gibbs out, out of Alabama, 40. Uh, 436 on his 40 and um, Devon Ashani out of Texas A&M 432 on his 40 all fast guys and all out of that you know kind of mid southern region of the United States yeah 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 yeah. all all very very good Uh, if, if you check out some of their if you put their names in on any search engine and you look for clips, they are fast, fast young guys that could tear up the NFL this coming year. Yeah, I don't know whether the, the, those last two will, <clears throat> will go in the first round. You never know. I suppose mm. it depends how how needy these teams are and how much they perceive that they, they need a running back yeah. um, or need these running backs. Who knows? But We'll wait and see. Uh, what we are going to look at next is the linebacker position. Which team in the NFL has the biggest need at linebacker? And when it happens, who do you think will go off the board? Two minutes. I mean, I, I, I've got it going really early um, with Arizona <clears throat> and the Cardinals. They're expected to draft at three. Um, I can't see them... Uh, trading away that draft position because they are so in need of a rebuild. Uh, they need a linebacker and they have to grab early. 
Um, I think we'll we'll both agree on on Will Anderson. Um, he great talent, highly rated again. From what what the sort of reporters are saying out of the US, he big guy six four, two hundred and eighty three pounds out of Alabama, huge potential. Uh, Tyree Wilson six five two seven one, um, built like an absolute tank out of Texas Tech, and Nolan Smith. 6'2", 238 pounds out of Georgia. He is the smallest out of the top three. Jez, opinions, please. Uh, well, I love that we're in a world where six foot two <coughs> is considered small. And that's that's <laughs> excellent. Um, but of those, Will Anderson is, is really the name. I think he is probably the highest rated non-quarterback uh, in, in the whole draft. If it weren't for the fact that we've got real needs at QB early in, in the draft, I think Will Anderson could probably go as a, a number one overall pick. In fact, when the Bears held the first overall pick, there was talk of them just taking Will Anderson because he, he deserves to go first overall. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll be the first to go, and I think Arizona at three is where we will see it. Um, he'll basically go to any team that doesn't draft a quarterback in that, that top five or six. Mm-hmm. Um if we do see the Cardinals trading out of that position and someone jumps in to get a QB, the Lions are at six. Uh, yeah. So I think at the latest, six is where we'll see Will Anderson or a, a linebacker in general go. But uh, the Lions aren't the Raiders. They're not going to draft a random person instead of the, the highest rated person. And Al Davis is long gone. So Yeah. Uh, it's funny you talk to the Lions before we move off on to the next topic. The Lions are ranked right now one of the top ten in the power rankings in the NFL in the NFL going into the proper um, season. Yeah, it's, it's a, there's a lot of conversation <laughs> about the NFC North at the moment, obviously, uh, and mm-hmm. and people are going, yeah, well, if Aaron Rodgers does leave, it's yeah. like you've turned the the North on its head, and you're going to have 100%. the Bears and the Lions dominating, and the Packers yeah. and the Vikings struggling at the bottom. And uh, well, 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 I hope yeah. that comes to pass. Frankly, I mean, I mean, I mean, the Vikings. I mean, they they've shipped out. Uh, I can't think of his name. They shipped him out the other day. Um, Dalvin Cook. Have they got rid uh, of Dalvin Cook? No, it wasn't Dalvin. It was Adam Thielen. Oh yes, yeah, he's gone to um, Carolina. Carolina, yes, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, big big name out of uh, Minnesota going elsewhere. Um, However, we're going to talk kind of shocks now. Um, last year, we did see a shock trade of A.J. Brown, amongst other surprises, in the first round of the draft. Uh, the question here is, what big events do you predict for round one this year, 2023 draft? Well, this is an interesting question because I think we've already had the biggest shock. Uh, mm-hmm. with the Bears trading away the number one pick and getting DJ Moore, and as we said, robbing the, the Panthers, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you never know what else could happen, but that, that was a pretty big deal to begin with. There are some other names out there that you you, you talk about may move on, and you may see uh, people like the Cardinals get some value out of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and I also think it could take that long to get the Aaron Rodgers deal sorted. So 
it might be that we, we're waiting all the way to the draft to see Aaron Rodgers be traded to the Jets and it happen live during the the draft. Um, there's a big potential of that. I can also see the Bucks doing something drastic to get into the top five. Maybe we see them trade away Mike Evans or Chris Godwin so they can come up and get a quarterback. And that would be equally as big as the AJ Brown trade last year, I believe. Yeah, and 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 you you have it hundred percent right here, and you've you've hit the nail on the head with the fact that it's already happened. Bears have been all over this off season so far, and have already pulled the trigger on the biggest surprise, I guess, to to you know get everything done, and absolutely no other statement is needed. Big names could still move, but the bigger quarterback names. Uh, have been either traded or acquired by other teams. We could see um, even the commanders sold uh, before round one, which would be an NFL team record that currently stands at $3.75 billion that was the Broncos bought out last summer. Hey, we could even see yours and my favourite quarterback, Cam Newton, coming back because he thinks he could be... Uh, better than the current 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I considered throwing in a Cam Newton topic into this show, but I also thought, why would we give that guy the time of day? Uh, I didn't watch his his pro day, uh, throwing to his brother, um, but uh, I don't, I don't really rate... Comedy gold. <laughs> I don't really rate pro days anyway. Like, you know, they're, they're not in pads, they're not under threat, like... If you look bad on a pro day, you are just bad, and that's what, and that's why I didn't rate Mac Jones uh, out of his draft because he looks terrible on his pro day. Looked yeah. slow and sluggish and missed targets with no pressure. And I'm like, right, yeah, that's no, no. Jet, I, I, I'll just be honest here, Jez. Before we move on, I'd still take Mac Jones over Cam Newton. I don't know, at least Just Cam Newton can run. <laughs> well, you think he can. <laughs> he might be able to. Who knows? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, that's enough draft for now. We, we, you know, we, There's a long way to go to the draft still. There'll be plenty more talk as the weeks progress. But uh, we're going to move on to the XFL now before we get into week six. Over to you, Matt. Could you recap for us how we got on in week five in our ongoing Spring League prediction competition? Yeah, and you you had an absolute shocker with the with the four games, Jez. Um, you got one, one right. That is the worst you've done um, in anything ever, ever, ever on this show. Um, and I got three, three out of four. Um, that's that's Which really is the, good. The best you've done? No, it's not. But it's funny no, to say it. <laughs> Um, your um, your you bet was from the Roughneck Sea Dragons game. The question was which quarterback uh, passes for more yards? Was it Houston's Brandon Silvers or Seattle's Ben DiNucci? Both said Silver. Silvers passed for two hundred twenty-seven. DiNucci two hundred nine. Silvers did the business. That's the point each. Uh, put that one up on the board. Um, my question was uh, not a over or under for a change. It was from DC at St. Louis, the return game. Um, 
my question was last time out it was 34 to 28 to dc the question is will both put up over 200 plus yards um on offense and score more than 35 points each you said no i said yes dc had 338 yards st lewis had 310 yards one part of that question was correct however the score was 28 to 20 to dc so neither put up 35 points jez point to you week five total jez three matt four after week five the total in the xfl for our spring spring league predictions is jez 23 matt 21 it's close yeah you've clawed back a little bit there with my uh my failure to to predict but uh this week is a bit more straightforward uh when you get yeah. those you know kind of 500 teams playing each other it's it's quite difficult <laughs> it um, is especially yeah. because we, we literally only have we had four other games of reference and yeah. they changed quarterbacks they changed coaches and you know they can be completely different teams from week to week that's part of what makes the xfl uh good and fun and entertaining mm. so yeah I'm, I'm happy to be wrong the the football was good apart from the the last game that was a yes bit dull, but yeah yeah anyway let's yeah. uh let's crack on with this week week six yeah, weeks week six is is ready to get in the books, ready to get in our faces, ready to be put on our TVs. Uh, it's Seattle Sea Dragons at Orlando Guardians. It's a Saturday game, right? Yes, this is Saturday. Yeah, and it's really good for us because it's five p.m. GMT, one p.m. Eastern. That's super early on the. Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, thankfully, there's no soccer on because the teams are on international breaks. Let's put two minutes up on week six of the XFL, Jazz. Yeah, well, this Saturday we are benefiting from the fact that we are still in in Greenwich Mean Time in winter time, uh, and the the Americans are already in summertime. Uh, that will change for the Sunday, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, the Sea Dragons shocked the world last week, uh, knocking off the number one team in the XFL and the Houston Roughnecks. Let's be very clear here. Both teams played really well. Um, I just think the Sea, ha sea Haggins, the Sea Dragons Haggins. worked harder to overcome the Roughnecks' defense. Uh, and their own mistakes, for that matter. Danucci threw three interceptions and admitted himself in the post-game interview that that just can't happen. Um, but the progress is there for everyone to see, and uh, for a team that looked pretty bad in week one to have got better and better and better and then beaten the top team, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the sky's the limit. The Guardians, however, have looked worse pretty much every week. They looked better last week, but better than worst is still pretty bad um they're coached badly and they just can't get a win and they won't this time sea dragons yeah absolutely you can't look past the sea dragons uh winning this one hey they weren't meant to win last week versus uh my worst favorite team the oilers they're not my worst favorite i just like to call them the oilers um yet they they did the job and, and killed the undefeated streak of the team that many thought was an absolute shoo-in for the title. Access denied for now. 
uh, Guardians are still trash and just need to look at how the XFL 2024 looks for them and where to rebuild um, the only team that has really failed on all parts. Uh, time will tell if the Guardians can become something completely different, right? But yeah, Sea Dragons win. We can't be far off the Guardians being eliminated from playoff contention. I think <clears> if they lose no. this week, they can't. This they can't week, make yeah, it. it would be, yeah, yeah, because yeah, because we can get. I think we can get two. They could go five and five if they won out. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and it's the top two from each each of the two top two conferences. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I I I expect two teams to be uh, locked up after this week. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you've got a winning record at this point, you're going to mm-hmm. be close because uh, yeah. you've got two teams in the the Guardians and the Vipers with barely a, a record. They only have yeah. a win because they played each other, mm-hmm. and then you've got like the likes of the Roughnecks and the Defenders who are up there. Sea Dragons are up there now. If mm-hmm. they win this one, then that puts them right up there with those three. So yeah, yeah. you're going to see playoffs start to get lock up. I hope we don't have that decided by the last couple of games because then no. it becomes a, a pointless thing to play the last yeah. few games, I guess. But yeah, things to work out. Uh, mm. Anyway, moving on. Uh, next up, we have the St. Louis Battlehawks at the Vegas Vipers, also a Saturday night game. It's on at 11 p.m. GMT. It's our last game of the season mm. in GMT. Uh, and that is a 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Eastern Summer Time, whatever you want to call it, in the U.S. Two minutes up. Who wins this one? Yeah, and, and what a game last week for for St. Louis Battlehawks and all those fans again inside the Dome. Hey, it's a sight to see, and a lot of people are saying that the Battlehawks are the team that could save the XFL from past failures i don't think it's going to fail i think this season has been fantastic and and it can certainly build with what we've spoken about in the past the investment the leadership anyway a great close game but another close loss to dc again 20 to 28 uh and this week they get a trip to vegas Uh, vegas isn't all that bad right um they can score but this game isn't even close like we've said, there is now spots up for grabs in the playoffs. St. Louis will be looking to be one of the four Battlehawks win. Yeah, it was a, a great game for the Battlehawks <coughs> last week. Uh, and all those fans, you know, incredible. Uh, so they travel from one of the best locations in the league to play with that crowd to what I think is the worst. Like mm-hmm. watching a Vipers home game is like watching an NFL game from the nineteen sixties. It's just looks bad. The I I don't know, it's such an old falling apart stadium and the grass mm-hmm. looks like it hasn't been watered in ten years. It's just not good. But at least the team is improving. They put a lot <clears> of points up on the Guardians last week. Uh but the Battlehawks defence is a lot stouter than that Guardians defence and quite frankly St. Louis will be pissed that they couldn't get the job done last week Mm. at home against that incredible crowd against the DC defenders Uh, you know especially in what was a revenge game after going to DC and 
fighting and being pelted with lemons and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, Battle Hawks win. Before we move on, actually, uh, d- didn't feel the need to call a timeout about it, but what I find quite interesting about the St. Louis Battle Hawks is I think they are going to be the prototype of a spring league team going mm-hmm. forwards. And I don't even <clears throat> just mean in the XFL. I mean in the USFL as well. When you think back to the USFL's launch last year, the um, the Birmingham Stallions mm-hmm. are probably the closest thing that you have to yeah. the Battle Hawks in the XFL. They had a big turnout for their first game, and yeah. all the games were played in in Birmingham in that in that stadium. But, and I said this quite a lot last year, I don't think the city of Birmingham, Alabama like football quite as much as they claim to because if i lived in birmingham alabama i would have been at every single one of those usfl games and it, it got quite sad really looking at some of the games and they had family members of players and that's about it yeah even the the attendance for the stallions games declined and and petered off as the time went on so i think a team like st louis who used to have an nfl team Mm -hmm. or another city major metropolitan city in the u.s that doesn't have an nfl team or used to have an nfl team or you know is about 30 or 40 miles from an nfl team and doesn't really like to do the traveling that's the kind of place that both of these leagues need to be targeting for expansion not putting teams in places that already have them like moving the the panthers to michigan in the usfl that's a dumb move you're never going to fill ford field it's never going to happen and you've already got the lions like the lions are like the lifeblood of detroit why would you even try to to do that and yeah memphis is a good one it is it is i think memphis are, are missing a trick yeah. um i th- i think maybe even places like oklahoma where you've got the sooners in 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 the in the college league um there's there's a lot of sort of college cities yeah. that that don't have pro teams um where you could look at uh, USFL expansion, even oh hell, you know XFL expansion next year. You know, yep, eight yep. T- eight teams ain't a massive league. I mean, you could look to you know get twelve teams, even next if you year. have two and just take it to ten. And yeah, five yeah. Each, you know, yeah. You, then each team will get a bye week here and here and there, yeah. and yeah, adds adds a bit of length to the league. Yeah, that, but I, I was disappointed in Alabama, and mm-hmm. so I don't think. I don't think they get anything extra. But like no. stop stop giving Florida extra teams. Even yes, the, yeah. the fact that there are three teams in Texas in, in the XFL, I'm like, come on guys, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. hundred percent. I I I just think the the um the way it's structured towards, like you said, Texas in, in the XFL I don't know whether the XFL HQ is even in Texas. It's probably in yeah. Florida. Uh, they worked out of. They basically did the camps and and the working out mm-hmm. of um, Arlington. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's fairly close. Uh, it, the, 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 there's just so so much potential in both XFL and USFL. 
Yes, you're absolutely right. Birmingham, Alabama is questionable. Um, yeah, there's there's just so many other places you can you can take you can take expansion franchises to, um, and just Utah. build on it. You yeah. Hey yeah. Utah, I mean, you know. um, excellent experience with with their um, their NBA um, uh, franchise, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And a, a even college team, um, Utah. Utah's a great shout. I mean, yeah, you can call it the Utah something or others, um, whatever. Yeah, it's it's just so so many places deserve professional uh, football teams, which yeah. Which yeah. which the which the MLS in soccer is exploited, but the the you've got to look at these other um, football franchises like we said the XFL the USFL really need to start exploiting if they want the market and their market share to to just jump up there. I'm not saying alongside the NFL because it's it's a long way off, and you don't really want leagues in in competition at the same time as the nfl yeah but like we're getting is these gap fillers in the spring that take us up and and beyond that sort of draft but fill that gap between our nfl off season right up until um you know filling the preseason schedule Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, a little digression. It's something that came to me as we were talking about the yeah. Battle Hawks and, and their stadium. But uh, two more games to go, moving into yep. our Sunday slate. Yeah, it, it, it is Sunday, and, and our our clocks in the UK uh, go forward uh, and not backwards. Um, anyway, it's the San Antonio Brahmas. You've adopted these guys at Arlington to play the Renegades. That is an eight pm. Uh, British summertime game first in BST uh, for this season. It's a 3 p.m. Eastern game. It's nice and early actually for a Sunday night, which is which is nice. Um, let's put two minutes up on the Brahmas at the Renegades, Jez. Yeah, this is an interesting one because it's back to back for these mm-hmm. two. They they played in week five and they'll play again in week six. Just only the venue has changed. Uh, last week was low scoring and frankly mm-hmm. this was the worst game of the week. Uh, I, I didn't enjoy this one of them all. Uh, the the Brahmas have all but lost faith in Jack Cohn. They've been losing faith mm-hmm. in him. Um, but they saw a spark from uh, Reed Sinnett. So I would hope that uh, the Brahmas have decided to move forward with him this week. Uh, and put him in that starter position and that as a result he was able to have some more reps at practice uh, we shall see they definitely needed something uh, on the other side Kyle, Kyle Slota is firmly in charge of the Renegades offense mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we're lining up for pretty much a repeat of last week's game hopefully with a few more scores on either side really but uh, yeah same as last week Renegades win. Yeah, and it's a case of Brahmas just can't seem to find the formula to being consistent. By this, also very true of the Renegades, who have just also struggled to get on a week by week basis to to that winning formula. Um, this could have the title of worst game of the week 
again uh, not because of the score but because of the bore um it could end up really really one-sided based on the fact that brahmas are probably the second or third worst team this season so far they have work to do i think there's a lot of potential in in san antonio if they can just get something right 2024 could be a big year for them um they're going to drop out of playoff contention renegades win this one yeah and it's it's difficult because when you talk about a, a city that has embraced their team you know san yeah. antonio has definitely done that so it's a shame that the, the kind of football aspects haven't come up to meet that really but. yeah 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 i mean i mean good look you know Sean Michaels comes from San Antonio. I mean, they could just get him in there, right? Draw a crowd. Yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, the, <laughs> you know, the fact that it's, this team is named after The Rock and he keeps turning yeah. up there probably brings in yeah. people enough as well. But uh, yeah. anyway, let's close out this week. Uh, game number four of week number six is the Houston Roughnecks at the DC Defenders. This is at 12 midnight BST, 7 p.m. Eastern in the U.S., Let's go. Two minutes up. Uh, it, it's the game, the game, the game that I have been waiting for. This should have been the game of the undefeated teams, yet the Oilers have let us all down. Um, we said that they could get shocked, and this week uh, will not be a shock. It's going to be lemons raining down. The snake will be massive. Uh, thank F, the TV won't be bleeped out. Maybe it will be. Uh, we, I kind of hope that Smash Mouth football comes back to DC. It's been a couple of weeks since since the defenders have played at home. I kind of like that. I can't remember the head coach name. He wears a chain with a DC defenders um, like logo on it on it on his front on game day. Um, DC uh, are back in contention. Uh, they are the best team in the XFL right now, with a view to going six and zero, oh, sewing up the um, uh, spot for the semi-finals of the playoffs. DC win. Yeah, I'm going to go defenders as well. Uh, but this is a game that really could go either way. Mm -hmm. This is definitely the game of the week. You'd expect it to be high scoring, but even though that there are two decent offenses here, I think that the defensive units of each team will probably have the most impact. Mm -hmm. um, as you said, I think you can expect to have lemons hurled at the uh, the Houston Roughnecks. This will probably have uh, a fair bit of scrapping going on and fights between the players. Hell, maybe even some fights in the stands. Uh, just for the love of God, don't try, try and take the, uh, the DC beer snake away because that will not end well for anyone. Nope. Yeah, I'm going to go defenders, but I really wouldn't be shocked if uh, the Roughnecks try to come back and, uh, and make a statement and make sure that there are no undefeated teams. Like, hey, if you mm. if we can't be undefeated, neither can you. That would be a statement. <laughs> yeah, and uh, 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 the, these two are, are without question the top two. Um, I'd be surprised if this wasn't the final um, in, in the playoffs. I don't know what they're going to call it yet. It's not going to be called like the XFL Bowl or something. I'd I'd be interested to see where they're going to actually play 
um, the, the final game of the season, the championship game. Um, it's in San Antonio. Think... They've already announced ah, it. Ah, there we are. There, yeah, there we yeah, are. Yeah. It's, it's in San Antonio. Um, I, I'd be interested to see how many uh, fans travelled to it. It's been a crazy, crazy season so far. We're now past mid-season, or at least we'll be by the end of Sunday night. Um, yeah, looking forward to it, Jez. Yes, me too, me too. But uh, before we close out our show, we've just got one final segment. Mm -hmm. uh, the same way we always close. It's time for You Bet. Yes, this is you, Bet. A little bit of extra juice uh, on our prediction game. We pose a betting-style question to each other, like we're bookmakers, like we're William Hill or um, Sky Bet or literally anyone but Paddy Power. Screw those guys. Uh, basically, <laughs> we ask a question, we answer it. If we're right, we get a point on our predictions. If we're wrong, we don't. It's that simple. Yeah. Would you like to go first this week? I suppose so. I, I I don't pretend to be a bookmaker. My name's not William or or or, or Fred or or um, Paddy um, or, or even even Skybet um, because none of the UK bookmakers do any well. Not that I've seen any XFL betting. Um, you know, hey, if if you're into it, you're into it. But yeah. Uh, my bet comes from the DC, yes, my DC defenders, not yours anymore, Jez, uh, versus Houston <laughs> matchup. Um, the question is, does Lucky Jackson, that's a wide receiver, Lucky Jackson, with 249 yards so far, great return on, on five games, or uh, John Trey uh, Kirkin, that's how you say it, it's no, it's no Tua Tungavailoa, uh, now that I can say it. Uh, he has 263 yards. 53. Uh, 53, sorry. That's my maths and my eyesight. That's why I need to go to an opticians. Uh, very good opticians they are. Uh, impressive stats so far, but who gets the most yards in this one? So is it Jackson or Kirkin? Um... I mean, they're there or thereabouts, aren't they? Um, I, I think I'm going to go with, with Lucky Jackson just purely because he's lucky, right? He is. He's very lucky. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure that either of, of these guys do particularly well in this game because, I think, as I said, it's going to be more defensive, but I'll go with Lucky. Yeah. Uh, Jez, I'm all in on Lucky. Uh, Lucky's been been awesome the last couple of games I've watched him. Um, he's had a season, a breakout season, which could uh, set him up for better things. Yeah, well, that we're certainly going to start entering that conversation soon uh, mm -hmm. as we get to the tail end of the XFL season, who moves on to the NFL. So, yes. Uh, my bet comes from all of the Week 6 games. Uh, it's not a binary choice, but uh, I, I hope you'll indulge me. Simple question. Which team of the eight scores the most points? Oh, so so we're, we're, we're talking Roughnecks, DC, that's near, and uh, San Antonio, Arlington, 
St. Louis, Vegas, and Sea Dragons, Orlando. Oh, do you know something? I'm going to go with the Battle Hawks on this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see see them doing quite well against the uh, mm. the Vegas Vipers. Is it they're playing? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I'm going to go in a similar vein. I'm going to go for a good team, a high-powered offense playing a not very good defense, somebody that concedes a lot of points. But I'm going to go to the first game of the week, and I think that the Seattle Sea Dragons are going to absolutely annihilate the Guardians. And I think that they'll have some fun. Josh Gordon will be there partying yeah. like it's 2013 uh, <laughs> and, and scoring a bunch of touchdowns and getting a bunch of yards. So, yeah, Sea Dragons for me. I, I I was gonna go with that one, Jez, but it, it's just it's those two top games on the Saturday slate is they they're both good games in the sense of Sea Dragons and Battle Hawks are absolutely the, the the two best teams in in that sort of two matchups. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. We're finally over that threshold of. A mid-season in the XFL, which hasn't happened for a long time. Um, I'm glad it's back and it's back properly. Yeah, and uh, we are, but weeks away from the USFL mm-hmm. kicking off as well, and then we'll really have uh, a lot of football to talk about when we've got both running concurrently. So that's going to be great. We uh, will. But that is our show. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, if you have liked what you see then consider supporting us on uh, on various platforms like on facebook uh subscribe on youtube follow us on twitch uh we're adding more live content again so twitch will be a great place to to join in with that uh, and uh, we will bid you adieu uh, and we will see you next week for episode 106 because that's how numbers work it is six follows 105 I don't make the rules, I just follow them. That's how it works. If you don't like it, go and take it up with, like, Pythagoras or something. <laughs> Closer to our 100th together, Jez. Yes, yeah, which is 109, we should, we should mention for those that yes. are keeping score. Right, well, out of here. Thanks very much. I've been Jez. That's been Matt. Goodbye from me. Say goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, Matt. <laughs>